0: Would well, you ever wish you could foresee financial missteps before they happen? I'm sure you do, but today's episode, we're going to explore some real life stories of regret and we're going to try to arm you with the essential do's and don'ts to ensure your money works for you and not against you. That's coming up here today on Another Day in Retirement Paradise.
1: Welcome to another day in Retirement Paradise, your guide to achieving financial independence and navigating the journey to a blissful retirement. Your host is Eric Judy, RICP, a seasoned financial professional with more than 2 decades of experience and the driving force behind Judy Financial Group. Whether you're on the cusp of retirement or just beginning to consider your financial future, Eric Judy will provide the tools and knowledge you need to confidently plan for a comfortable and fulfilling retirement.
0: Welcome in. Glad to have you on the show today. I am Ben George, alongside Eric Judy of the Judy Financial Group. Eric, what's happening today?
2: Oh, just in our day in retirement paradise, as we'd like to say. You know, uh, life is good, green side up, for a little bit longer, <laughs> and before the grass turns uh, snow covered. But we're we're doing well today.
0: I'm glad to hear that. I know we got a good show today. Money mistakes. I think the 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 truth is we're all going to make mistakes, right? I mean, there's there's no avoiding them. But I know. What you like to do in your role is that you're able to learn with all your experience and having done this day in, day out for many years, more than 20 years. um, You've seen a lot of mistakes being made. So you can take those things and those lessons learned and help people that are moving forward now that you're working with avoid those same things, right?
2: That's what we try to do. It's giving people some foresight, you know, give you a chance to learn from those that have gone before. When we get to do retirement, you know, we typically say we want to do it right the first time because you might not get to do it a second time. So, um, yeah, trying to help arm you with uh, some of the mistakes that unfortunately we've seen people make that we can try to help you avoid and understand why it might be uh, important to to realize some of those pitfalls and, and potholes along the way.
0: Well, Eleanor Roosevelt once said, learn from the mistakes of others. You can't live long enough to make them all yourself. So <laughs> that's what we're going to do today. Let's start off with this one then. Um, I regret taking premature IRA withdrawals. This is a mistake that a lot of people end up making, right? But and it can have a huge impact.
2: Yeah, I like to say they typically don't happen with a lot of folks that we work with. But I do have a former client. Um, I'm just going to say that. And that way that would put his money, he was fortunate enough that his boss would actually give him some additional funds to be placed directly into his IRA. So while he was working 40s, 50s, he would put that amount into the IRA. And then when he needed money, he treated it like a savings account. And he said, well, I'm going to take that out. All right. You understand that the IRS is coming after you for a 10% penalty. Pre and a half, they're going to take their cut. So you understand that you're going to pay that right off the bat. So what went in there, first of all, is not going to work the way you hoped it would. You're not getting it just out on top of your regular ordinary income tax. But the biggest problem is he had nothing saved for retirement. Now, uh, I didn't get to work with him all the way to retirement. It just didn't work out. It just didn't make sense. He obviously had his own way of kind of managing his dollars. But I knew what he was losing, the power of compounding, the power of that tax deferral, and what it was really intended to do to help supplement his retirement. Ultimately, he was going to be – he's going to be reliant on Social Security and the government to take care of his retirement. He he was a live for today. Tomorrow, we'll worry about when he gets here. So I regret letting him do that, um, if anything, because those premature withdrawals are going to definitely inhibit his retirement lifestyle. And the more and more I tried to coach him up, he knew what he was doing when he was taking it, but he didn't and didn't care. Ultimately, I would tell you that was a huge, huge mistake. And uh, I don't think he'll ever, ever recover from it.
0: Well, that's tough. And it's gotta be, like you said, it's gotta be uh, difficult for you trying to help out there. But again, ultimately it's, you know, it's it's their money and their their decision to, to do what they want with that. And you can only kind of got him so much, but, Taking that money out early can be a huge tax burden as well. So something to think through. If you're considering pulling money out of your IRA to pay for something or to use in some capacity, always best, right, Eric, if you're thinking about that, just to have that conversation first to see what that might look like.
2: Exactly. And it's not just thinking about what it's going to do today, but what is it going to do tomorrow? You know, Mm -hmm. that that long-term impact of what you're giving up. Even on just a few thousand dollars at a time, uh, you know, if you look at the doubling aspect over the course of a traditional accumulation period, it just gets astronomical. So, All
0: right. Have you heard the, the term lifestyle creep? I'm sure you probably have, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's when somebody starts making more money, right? And, and as you earn more, you start to spend more as your income increases um, and you don't maybe save it more uh, as you're moving forward with this. So I think the regret here and the mistake that people often make is they spend way too much money during their peak earning years instead of setting that money aside and adding to their savings.
2: Yeah, I call this the keeping up with the Joneses. It's what you see on TV. It's what you see, the lifestyle, the rich and famous. You know, you want the new car. You want the enhanced, the bigger house, the, the things that you think you deserve perhaps maybe. Uh I don't know how it necessarily transitions from you know necessarily just lifestyle, but people like to have nice things. They want to be, you know, perceived as being affluent, I guess. You know, we went big TVs, we want big cars, we want fancy stuff. Unfortunately, the lifestyle sometimes inhibits what we need to do when we have those opportunities. So you get a promotion, you get that additional bump. You need to pay yourself first. And when I say pay yourself first, you need to take those dollars, a portion of it, and put it in savings, whether it be retirement savings, traditional savings. You don't just say, hey, I'm going to spend it all. I was very much a fan of when we were working with uh, people that had 401k plans. And one of the options was to express their withholding as a percentage because it was easier if the percentage would automatically increase as you got a raise. So if we were withholding 10% and you got a raise, the 10% stayed the same. So it didn't. It basically took the additional savings automatically for you. If you express it as I'm going to withhold $50 from every check or $100 from every check, whatever that number is, and you get a raise, they're still withholding the $50 or $100. How do you pay yourself first? And I try to work with my own kids on this, and it's saying, hey, take off that first 15%, put it someplace. That's a savings for emergencies, for retirement, for those pieces. Pay yourself first, then figure out how much we need to survive, you know how much we need for a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And if you can learn to save and pay yourself first, it makes it a lot easier to then have money left over to then spend on your lifestyle. But understanding exactly where you're going it's tough when you're trying to not necessarily trying to compete with the neighbors, but you see them buying all the new things and you're like, oh, just this once. right? <laughs> and it tends to happen. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's easy to justify that, right? You can always find a reason why you need to spend the money right now. I mean, there's there's no avoiding that. But it sounds like really it's just kind of creating habits, right? It's, it's, it sounds easy to do, but it's difficult, I guess, to actually execute.
2: Yes, absolutely. We justify it in our own minds very much so, <laughs> you know, it, and I think we all do it. I can look in the mirror and say, there's times I've done it. So, yep. uh, you, you know, it's when you're competing and I hate to say it that way, but it's how it, the neighbors, you know, you, they do something and you're thinking, oh, well, maybe we should do that. Mm-hmm. Well, why they go back to the wise. Do you really need it? Take a step back before you spend. So Absolutely.
0: All right. Well, I know one big money mistake or maybe a regret. Maybe it's not a money mistake, especially when they are helping their children out. But people look back now and go, man, I paid so much in tuition for the kids. And a lot of times, right, that kind of creeps into the money that you have for retirement. So I guess, Eric, the, the question, maybe i, I the way I'll phrase it is is what's maybe the the alternatives for people because you want to help out your kids with college and tuition costs are what they are right now and until something changes so so how can you approach that and what can you do to to better maybe position your kids and yourself when it comes to college.
2: Yeah. So it's asking the tough questions sometimes of of clients that have kids that are going this way and it, so if you get real analytical and we start to talk about return on investment there are certain degree programs where it makes sense perhaps to go to a state school versus a Ivy league school. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Let's be honest. A social work degree from Harvard is not going to be as Hmm. beneficial as a finance degree. (laughs) Um, Perhaps if you're going into social work, going to community college for a couple of years and then going to a a state school makes more sense from what you're spending and then how you can come out and then turn around. I'm going to get lots of hate mail. I have a feeling from Ivy league schools for that (laughs) statement, but but it, it's return on investment. It, it's if you have the money to burn, and that's what I'm gonna think about it in this way, you know, you can spend whatever you want on a degree. But if you look at a lot of times what an expected degree is versus you know what it's gonna produce coming out. So in our own family, you go in, you know, if you wanna get an art degree, do you really even need a degree? And that's a question anymore. You know, if you're gonna go into computer programming. Yes, there are benefits to having a degree, but there are also paths, perhaps, that you don't have to get one. So it, it's understanding what you're paying for. Yeah, if you're paying for them to go party for three years or four years, just understand what it is. It's an investment, and it's, and it's you know it's taking away your retirement for an expense. So, and unfortunately, I, I think somewhat of what we've seen is I call it the helicopter generation of parents, mm-hmm. who always want to give their kids everything and make sure that they can be successful. Ultimately if you helicopter too much and you give them everything, they haven't learned the challenges and the, the shortcomings of, of doing those things. Ultimately I would tell you college education is the same way. If they don't have any buy-in themselves, any skin in the game, you know, do they really take it as seriously? You know, uh, and ultimately I would say yes. College education is extremely expensive. And the cost of raising a child, I can't even put a number on it today. But if they walk away and it's taken two, three hundred thousand dollars out of your pockets to pay for that, you know, you've taken that out plus compounding of what it could be for you for retirement in the future. So yeah, if you can take a step back, become more logical and think about it as the return on investment, that's really where we want to get you to go when we think about the investment on a kid's within our kids' college education. Yeah, I think I, I
0: think I heard the number three hundred thousand is what it costs now to raise a kid um, from from birth to to college. Then, uh, and, and when you think about it like that, it's like how you can understand why so many people are choosing not to have kids, right? Because it's 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 overwhelming to think about having to pay that. Now, I know a lot of times you figure it out and you make it work, and you know you sacrifice for that, but it can be challenging. But to your point, it's it's you know you look back on college and and I, I think back on it too. In the moment, kids think it's the big. It, it is a huge decision, right? But you think back and this is like the be all all, end all, but you go five or 10 years out and you look back and go, well, I definitely could have gotten that degree somewhere else for much (laughs) cheaper, or I wish I wouldn't have taken on so much debt for for what I did. So it's tough in the moment, but definitely something to to weigh as you're uh, having that discussion with your child.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I'll be honest in our family, we've been a huge fans of community college, especially for our kids that didn't know what they wanted to do. If mm-hmm. you you know, you graduate high school, if you're not certain, give yourself a chance to go explore different career paths and different different opportunities and do it without paying a premium for that experience. So, uh, there's ways to accomplish what you want. And we laughingly say, what's, what's the year called? The, the, the gap year, whatever they call it. Well, (laughs) maybe you should do your gap year first and figure out, you know, try some different occupations, do some different internships if possible prior to enrolling in college, maybe help, help narrow down some of those options. So,
0: yeah, it's a great, uh, it's a great, uh, opportunity to turn a little money too while you're figuring it out potentially as well and, and to kind of work some. So there's a lot of options there. And I think more and more people are exploring that with where costs are today for tuition, but you don't want to have that regret and look back. So you want to have those conversations ahead of time. Again, as we're going through this, if you have questions for Eric, you can always give him a call. Uh, we always encourage you to do so 217-303-1711. Retirement date. Uh, I know everybody a lot of people, especially more and more now, it seems, are trying to retire early. That's the goal. So that's great. And if you can accomplish that, awesome, right? And that's what you want to help people do if that's their goal. But the regret and the mistake that people make is they retire too early and it ends up costing them, right? Getting out of the workforce can hurt you in a lot of different ways.
2: Yeah. It, we're going to laughingly call this, you know, retiring too early are also known as living too long. So <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's interesting because yeah, there's just been this emphasis um, it seems lately of people being able to retire in their fifties, and depending on their occupations, depending on their field, you know, it, maybe that's easier. I always say there's still some occupations out there that have pensions with guaranteed step ups and colas, cost of living adjustments. Yeah, if you can get out in your fifties, and the I always say the government or uh, you know your pension is going to take care of you. Wonderful. But boy, when we're talking about folks that are are 401k dependent, a little bit of social security. Yeah, you can definitely go too early. Um, and I've seen some of my clients that retired in their 50s. And, and I can think of one client that yeah, retired early and was going to start his own business. Sounds great. But then he had a health care issue and was unable to the business piece on the side that he was thinking he would. And then all of a sudden, boom, he's retired with a minimal pension, a minimal social security, and is now depending on those two checks to take care of him and basically spend his entire savings trying to build up that business that didn't fly because of the health issues. So when people ask, when's the right time to go? Is it, you know, can I go at 62? Can I go at 65? You know, what should, I always love the, what should I do? Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Well, working longer is always going to be easier on the retirement budget. That's an easy answer. But there is something to be said for mental health and for other issues, uh, depending on your occupation that wears on your body and perhaps your mind, and shortens your lifespan. If that's the case, yeah, it may be time to get out. We like to talk about hybrid retirement plans where you, You may leave one job and work part time in the same field, you know, as a consultant or take some of that knowledge and spread it around. But yeah, retiring too early, taking Social Security too early, if you're going to live beyond traditional life expectancy, there are ways to prolong your savings and it's, you know, deferring some of those options. And it's unfortunately. After you've retired, it's tough to put the uh, put it back. let put the genie back in the bottle, mm-hmm. um, and that's the case with retirement. Many times, it means you're typically going to be forced later in life to live on a smaller benefit, unless you've done a a, a very good job of savings and preparing for those contingencies later in life.
0: All right, let's go through one last uh, money mistake that you you often see people regret and. It deals with Roth IRAs, right? I mean, many people look back and think, man, I really should have looked more into the opportunity to put money into a Roth early on and and save in this tax-free account instead of having everything in tax-deferred accounts, right?
2: Absolutely. Knowing when to pay the taxes, um, knowing what your tax brackets are, are huge manipulators of income both while you're working and while you're retired. If everything you've saved is in a qualified account that the IRS is a silent partner in, it's very expensive to basically take a surplus withdrawal when needed for an emergency in retirement without triggering an additional tax burden. We like to have variety of savings when it comes to retirement. So if you haven't had a chance to look at opportunities, especially if you still have a 401k, a lot of the new 401k plans have a Roth component. If you can put dollars into both traditional and Roth and manipulate your tax bracket to keep it at a certain level, it is empowering in retirement because you can manipulate your tax bracket in retirement by pulling your expense needs out of different buckets. So you can keep your hopefully your income bracket, your tax income tax bracket at a level that is realistic. You're not going to uh, necessarily bump yourself into the 30% tax bracket to, you know, if you need a new car, if you have to have to take care of a healthcare emergency where you only other source historically might've been just a qualified plan or an IRA to get those dollars. If you've got Roth dollars that you can take out tax free, it's empowering and it can keep you from having to pay like i'm saying a, a higher income tax level higher income tax level or paying more potentially in medicare for a, even a two year period.
0: Yeah, so some definitely some things to think about. So if you haven't, you know, looked at the Roth, considered a Roth or looked more into it, uh, have those conversations now. It's a good time to be doing so. Uh, because all these money mistakes are avoidable, right? And i guess too, Erica, it, you know, this is a good reminder too if you do make any of the mistakes along the way, there are ways to fix and correct things, right? But the earlier you do so, the better off you'll be.
2: Yeah, there, and like we're talking about with Roth, there are still ways of doing Roth conversions, but that's another big tax time bomb issue. If you do a conversion, uh, you know, later in life, sometimes that might mess up your Medicare premium if you're doing it too close to the age of sixty-five. So. Uh, just be cautionary of yeah, there are ways to fix it, but sometimes the Band-Aid can uh, still open a gaping wound, and <laughs> you're you're putting a lot of band aids in place then. So uh, it's just don't be you know have a, any potential regrets if you can know what you're going into ahead of time. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, if you have questions for Eric, you can always give him a call two one seven three zero three one seven one one or Log on, judyfg.com. There are a lot of great resources there, as well as all of our podcasts. You can find them there, plus learn more about events that are coming up for the Judy Financial Group. But you can always schedule a meeting right there through the website and begin that process as well. So always a a good time uh, catching up with you, Eric. A lot to learn. And and hopefully we've helped uh, at least one person avoid making one of these mistakes with their money.
2: Absolutely. And as always, we always want to wish uh, you and all of our listeners another day in retirement paradise
1: contact eric judy by calling 217-303-1711 or visit judyfg.com advisory services offered through creative one securities llc an investment advisor judy financial group and creative one securities llc are not affiliated guarantees including optional benefits are backed by the claims paying ability of the issuer and may contain limitations including surrender charges which may affect policy values Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principle. We are not affiliated with any government agency.